Hey everyone, I'm Josh. And I'm Anna. And this is the Jesus and Next Gens podcast. Join us each week as we talk about faith, the Bible, culture, and family. We hope these conversations challenge and encourage you to intentionally pursue Jesus in your life and your family. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, we started a conversation on how to have a Jesus-centered and biblical marriage. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to the first part of this conversation, feel free to jump back and listen to the first part. But here we're going to jump into the second part of this conversation with Jill and Evan Jones. So changing gears a little bit, um, what is your favorite marriage advice that you received, if you can remember, 20, 22 years ago? Sure. Um, and what is your favorite marriage advice to give? We were chatting about this a little bit, and I think that I don't necessarily remember specifically getting this advice, but I would say that my my big thing would be to be careful with the words that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, any book or seminar or pithy saying about marriage has something about communication, mm-hmm. but just communicating well is not the key, because I can very... I can communicate very, very well and say things that are not nice mm-hmm. and make my point crystal clear. Mm-hmm. And that's not the point. The, so learning to, I feel like I'm talking to toddlers here, but learning to use my nice words mm-hmm. yeah. is a huge aspect of mm-hmm. doing well in a marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, so I almost want to say that my advice would be, Use your nice words yeah, yeah. and use your words, but use your nice words. Use words that draw the other person yeah. rather than push them away. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think for me, it was um, when when we were first engaged, I knew I loved Evan, but I had seen so many marriages fall apart or become really unhappy. And um, and I was scared. I thought, what, what, would, what keeps us from becoming a couple like that? And I was praying about it and I... I remember getting a book at the library. I don't. I don't remember the name of it. It was probably written in the eighties, <laughs> and it was. But it was a book on marriage, and it talked. There was just this one, one little section that left off the page that. That boils down to what we were talking about: unselfishness. When you each give a hundred percent for the other, when you have each other's backs, um, that that is a huge, a huge bonder and a huge key in in achieving a happy marriage and you know there are days or seasons when sometimes the other has to give more because the other is going through something rough and and that's okay and um but for the most part it's always you're always um willing to give everything you've got for the other person and um i would say that that would be i think one of my pieces of advice but i think the other one is that study the other person's personality that is that's huge when you understand you know whether you do myers-briggs or enneagram or any of the other love languages love languages yeah like do these tests together read up about them talk about them um learn what makes them tick so that when when something comes up that's like why did they do that? I wouldn't do that. Then you understand, oh, it's because God made them this way. Yeah. And then you learn how to love them well. And, and um, yeah, that would be, yeah. that would be my favorite. In, I, I remember one time being in a men's meeting, like a church retreat or something, and they were talking about the 
preacher was talking about how I think the Apostle Paul said to husbands, study your wives mm -hmm. or something like that. And was pointing out that it was a biblical command and mandate, mm -hmm. but as men... In male company, we think it's funny to joke about how women are impossible to understand or our wives are impossible to understand. And, you know, they can be a place for humor. But really coming at this from an angle of, no, God said to do this because it's doable. And mm -hmm. don't believe that lie that I, can't, I can never understand my wife. Mm -hmm. And that was a, a tipping point for me of mm -hmm. helping realize if God says to to study your wife, that means there's something to be had there, and mm -hmm. there's something God didn't make her impossible for me to understand. Mm -hmm. And it is my joy and privilege and job to figure her out yeah. and mm -hmm. figure out the best way to husband her mm -hmm. and um, take that as a, a challenge from the Lord and mm -hmm. run with it instead of just being like, ah, you know, nobody <laughs> understands them, um, and just writing it off. It's so easily, it's so socially acceptable to do that, to just say, ah, we can't understand women, or we can't understand men, but to acknowledge, no, I've been given this job and privilege by mm -hmm. God to figure this out. Yeah. And if I could just add one thing to that, mm -hmm. that as a wife, uh, that is a, a major component of sexual intimacy, mm -hmm. that when I feel heard and seen and understood by my husband and valued, even when he doesn't really personally get it, at least he is, he's trying or he, he does understand me a lot better now because we have done a lot of these personality studies, mm -hmm. um, that he, he knows me that well. It's, uh, it definitely is it's a huge bonder and it just makes mm -hmm. me more open to him emotionally and sexually so there's mm -hmm. there's the guy's motivation right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's definitely a huge component mm -hmm. i love that you brought that up specifically of the getting to know one another on a deeper level yeah. and being learners of each other mm -hmm. yeah because there's so much to uncover mm -hmm. there is and um again some of the the teachings or tools that we've found helpful as we've work both as a couple and with other couples through the years is to recognize that um, even, even if we enter a relationship with the purest motives and the best intentions, if all I do is try to do for my wife what I want her to do for me, mm. our personalities in male-femaleness are probably different enough that I'm going to be swinging and missing a lot. And that brings a tremendous amount of frustration mm -hmm. for the one swinging and the one missing. And, yeah. mm -hmm. um, if we come at it from what does she need from me, mm -hmm. um, not what would I like somebody to do for me, but what does my wife need me to do for her yeah. is, is huge. Mm -hmm. Because that way, the effort that I'm putting forth actually bears fruit. Mm -hmm instead of feeling like my intentions are so pure, but I miss all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that we'll quickly give up if we're mm -hmm. trying our very, very hardest and it never works. Mm -hmm. it, the, it's so easy to give up, but if yeah. we're, maybe it's because we're trying the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. 
And that's where love languages come in? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're still good. <laughs> Had a slight it just panic snoozed. attack. Yeah. There was one thing that Jill mentioned a couple minutes ago that it's, I haven't thought of it very much in recent years, but for years it was one of our mantras with our marriage is that uh, I have your back. Mm -hmm. And that's such a huge, um, life is hard mm -hmm. for most of us. And um, whether we're living in poverty or wealth or whether we're living in a stable work career or, you know, we're unemployed or we hate our job or our boss hates us or whatever it might be. There's tension in our lives and things are hard. But if I know that at home, my wife has my back, mm -hmm. it, it is such a huge perspective changer. Mm -hmm. And um, our lives are tremendously blessed on so many levels, but also we have hard things like all of us do. And but my hard thing is almost never my wife. Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a, she's who I go to when my life is hard. Uh, my life is not hard because of her. And if we have each other's back when life is hard, mm -hmm. it brings out the best in both of us yeah. and helps us do that for the other person. Mm -hmm. We have a similar sentiment. We say, I'm in your corner. Yes, yeah. I love that. Yeah, the I same kind that. of mm -hmm. heartfelt of, Mm -hmm. We're always going to fight for each other yeah. instead of against yeah. each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just imagine like one of us like coming in and like trying to fight and then <laughs> bell dings, go back to their mm -hmm. corners and the other person's like, here, let me bend you yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. water and you just keep going at it and yeah. going at it. Yeah. Um, there's mm -hmm. another visual that has helped us in, when you mentioned the fighting. Um, sometimes conflict comes up and it needs to be worked through. And sometimes it feels really personal because maybe it's something the other has done or you've done to them. And and kind of that there's things are glitchy and you've lost the harmony. And something that's helped us a lot in the last year or two is recognizing that um, kind of like setting, looking at our marriage as this like entity, like mm -hmm. separate from us. So when there's need of to fight for to fight through something we're not fighting each other mm -hmm. we're fighting for our marriage mm -hmm. so we're like okay um we're gonna talk through some hard things that are really uncomfortable um we're not attacking each other we are there's just these things that are trying to tear us apart mm -hmm. so we're gonna fight those things to preserve the the oneness and um you know like always always and um Kind of gauging how how is our oneness and and um, what do we need to do to if it has if it's if we're not feeling it's close if things are are off um, and even we, yeah, yeah go ahead. The, even this year we had to work through some things that we've never really worked through before mm -hmm. and they were very very hard and they felt like uh, you know maybe we're fighting against each other but mm -hmm. just that slight perspective. Mm -hmm difference of no i'm not fighting you i am fighting for our marriage mm -hmm. and this thing over here is hurting our marriage mm -hmm. uh, or this person over here is hurting our marriage mm -hmm. what can we do to 
fight for our marriage and acknowledge that when we do that, uh, I'm fighting for you, not against you. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like Jill said, kind of acknowledging that marriage is almost like a third separate entity uh, has been a huge game changer. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. especially when things are hard. Mm -hmm. Well, have there been any specific resources that you guys have found helpful uh, in your own marriages? Yeah, and uh, the funny thing is for us, it's been because we've worked with couples for 15 years or so, it's been a blessing and a curse because we get to do it, A, in front of other people, yeah. and B, it just, it brings things to the surface. Wow. And so anytime we're going to work with a couple or work through our curriculum, mm -hmm. we're like, okay, we better be ready because there's going to be something here that we need and we don't know what it is yet, but yeah. it's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. And it just, it brings things to the surface. Yeah. Um, but my favorite through the years is Love and Respect. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, a book teaching curriculum, but mm -hmm. it's Emerson Egrich. Mm -hmm. I think I have the name right, but Love yeah. and Respect mm -hmm. is our favorite, my favorite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, it, it has been the most impactful for us, recognizing that what women, what the wife is looking for is love, and what the man, man is looking for is usually respect. So there's some overlap in that. Um, and so he addresses what are some of the ways that men fail to do not feel respect from their wives, um, that the woman has, has no clue that that's how it's affecting him and vice and like how he might say things or do things that make her not feel loved. And, and so it, he, he addresses multiple, multiple things. Um, that was really helpful. Um, so I meant, we mentioned the love languages earlier mm -hmm. and, and that's um, been huge. Yeah. Huge. Uh, and, um, learning each other's Enneagram, Myers-Briggs. Mm -hmm. What are some of the others? Um, the Tim LaHaye spirit led temperament. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it, it helps that we both love this stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it helps our marriage, but it also gives us a hobby or something to study together. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But those yeah. have been hugely helpful. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the one that's more the professional with the ISD? Uh, oh, is that DISC. DISC, DISC. Mm -hmm. uh, DISC is another one that yep. people use. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jill has loved Enneagram probably mm -hmm. the most. Mm -hmm. I love the Myers-Briggs. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, in context of this conversation, I decided to study Enneagram mm -hmm. because Jill loved it. Yeah. And I wanted to talk intelligently with her about it. And then I found it very interesting and engaging mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. But I literally was studying it so that I could talk intelligently with my wife about it. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge to mm -hmm. be willing to do something that might not normally be your bent for the yeah. sake of having mm -hmm. a connection point with your spouse. Yeah. 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 But we love the Enneagram. That has been really helpful for us in terms <laughs> yeah, of understanding yeah. ourselves and each other. Mm -hmm. Helps a lot. And I think it's easy to, to naturally favor one like resource or tool over another, but it's like at the end of the day, these assessments and tools just, they all bring something new to the table. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So it's like, Oh yes, yeah. I'm learning this about myself. But also like how I inter like um, engage in relationships, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not even with my spouse, but with my family, mm -hmm. um, in general. and understanding like okay, you know I need to understand who I am mm -hmm. um, first, and then mm -hmm. continue to yeah. learn more about my spouse. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and they all just provide different facets of understanding. So mm-hmm. put together, yeah, yes. there's mm-hmm. even more depth that you can understand about yourself and each other. Yeah. yeah. And there's always a new one. You know, it seems like every yeah. few yeah. years there's always something <laughs> yeah. coming up. So. Yeah. 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 One of the tools that we used, um, and I believe this was out of love and respect, Mm-hmm. But he had an expression that when I first heard it, I hated it. I'm like, ah, that's weak and that's wrong. But he talked about you learning to use the expression in our own minds regarding our spouse of that's they're not wrong, just different. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. especially like say for Evan's an extrovert and I'm an introvert. Yeah. And and how we It's a perfect example. How yeah. we interact with people or you know, there's the fact that after a party, I usually need a day to recover and for Evan to recognize that's not wrong. It's yeah. just different. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost to become comical in our relationship. Right. And just but just to recognize that some of those things are um I think we can too easily, especially if we've grown up in the church and we've been trying to let God work on our character, we finally figure it out. And then, so now I'm Christ-like and then my spouse is different than me. Mm-hmm. And so they must not be Christ-like. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't help a marriage, oddly enough. Yeah. <laughs> and just bring that to the table. Yeah. They're just expressing a different facet of, of like a picture of God. Yeah. You know, it's just like yeah. every person's just like a little picture of God's personality mm-hmm. um, and none of us is all of them yeah and um, so it's not, sometimes we react to the people because they don't have stuff we have but then they have things that we don't have yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's the strength in the marriage when there's when you can work together and mm-hmm. your strengths complement each other mm-hmm. well thank you guys so much for having this <laughs> conversation welcome. with us and for sharing all your wisdom and I really hope that this is encouraging to people to get to listen along. Yeah, this is fun. I love yeah, it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Hopefully that was pretty painless. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes for links to the resources mentioned during the episode. We love your support and feedback, so please subscribe rate and review, and share this podcast with friends and family. We really hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and we really want to answer more of your questions. So if there's any questions that you still have about the Bible or about anything else, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at jesusandnextgens at outlook.com. See you next time. Oh, oh, oh.